0: Okay, good morning everyone. We continue with our 10 minutes of meaning weekly on Wednesday mornings. As always, we're grateful to Becky and Avi Katz, who we'll sponsor a memory of David Grossman, Becky's father, the Nishma, his Dove Menach and Manosh, whose Neshama should have an Aliyah. Amen. We have begun the fourth parak of Masila HaSasham, the fourth chapter, the Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, has been developing the importance of the quality of the character trait of Zahirus, the notion of living a life of mindfulness, of vigilance, of being careful and cautious, to be present in everything that we do, to anticipate everything that could go wrong, that could knock us off course, to anticipate the things that could derail us from our goals, and to not only try to live with alactery, enthusiasm and passionate pursuit, but to have our eyes open, to understand what might might knock us off course and to avoid it. Last week, we mentioned that Ramchal begins his fourth parak by telling us, how do we live a life of vigilance? How can one achieve that level of mindfulness or consciousness to be ever present in all that we're doing, to be thoughtful in everything we say and every one thing we look at and everywhere we go and every decision we make. That level of vigilance is extraordinary. It's exhausting. It sounds nearly impossible. So many of us are carried by momentum. We're carried by the habits of our lives, the route that we formed, to be so vigilant about everything we say and everything we do and every way we react and every way we respond. It's so difficult. So what gives us the strength what informs us? What inspires us to be able to do it? So Ramchal told us last week, it's the study of Torah, hu limud torah Daily. You got to go to the gym to work out your muscles and you got to go to the spiritual gym, the Beis Medrash. You have to go to Torah in order to work out our midos muscles. In order to remain vigilant, in order to remain sharp, you have to be able to, you have to continue to work out. Limud ha-Torah in the Beis Medrash from a safer, listening to a shir, reading a book. There's a million and one forms and venues to be able to study Torah today. But engaging the mind and engaging it, more importantly, the soul, trying to arouse and waken up the neshama within us daily, to not allow a day to go by where the neshama is not nourished, is not fed. It's that nourishing of the neshama, hydrating of the neshama, which will give us the strength and it gives us the inspiration to live that life of vigilance. Omnam. But even more specifically says the Ramchal, what gives us the energy, the strength, the focus to live that life of vigilance is to understand the sense of gravity, the extreme ownership, the responsibility that we have. The world is waiting for us. The writes in Three things a person should think about every day. He writes there, What does Hashem ask of you? So normally we keep reading that post and can say what does Hashem ask of you? Just to fear Him and so on and so forth. Chavetz Chaim says no. What does Hashem ask of you? What is He asking of you? Vieta. To live right now. Don't be thinking about all the things I have to do today and where I have to go and the people I have to call and all the responsibilities and all the obligations. Don't say, eh, I'll get to it. When I have time, I'll push it off to later. V'yata. Live now. Be present. Be mindful. Be conscious. Take ownership. So Rabbi Chaim says, how do you do that? By thinking about three things. Number one, to live like you were dying. There's a country song, I think, that goes like that. To live like you were dying. To live every day like it's your last day. Not with that sense of intensity. If a person lived every day like it was their last day on earth... Who would go to work that day? You'd never go to work your last day on earth. So, you know, you'll have no income, you'll have no food. It doesn't mean literally to live like it's your last day. It means that you'd never squander time if you felt your time was limited. If you saw a countdown clock of how much time you had left, you'd never squander it. You wouldn't waste it. You'd be present, you'd be intense, you'd be intentional in everything that we did. So number one, live like you're dying. Number two, whatever you're doing, that's what you're doing. You're davening, you're davening. You're talking to someone, you're talking to someone. You're with your kid, you're with your kid. You're talking to your spouse, you're talking to... Them. Whatever you're doing, you're doing that. You're not doing 10 other things. You're not answering texts, you're not checking the stock market, you're not looking at your calendar, you're not checking your to-do list for the day. Whatever you're doing, you're doing. And number three says, the Chaim, you want to fulfill v'yata, to live in the here and now? You want to be vigilant and present in everything you're doing? Number three says, the chavitz Chaim, there? Is... To live like everything matters and depends and waits on you. Not, eh, someone else will do it. Ah, eh, if it doesn't get done, what's the worst that can happen? Eh, someone else will pick up the ball and run with it. To take extreme ownership. If I don't do it, it won't happen. And the whole world is relying and depending on me. If I don't step up, nobody else will. And when a person has those three thoughts and lives with that sense of intention and presence in all that we do, we live to our fullest. And that's what the Ramchal, that's what the Mesil Sashon continues. His hadas This attitude of vigilance applies over three different types of personalities, he says. Number one, there are the individuals who are truly wise, what he calls the Shleme hadas, people who are whole or complete, who've achieved a certain level of Shlemus. And number two, Second level, he describes, are those who act with lesser, lesser aptitude, the, the, the average person. And number three, the general masses, the general masses, the amcha. And we have to ask ourselves, which one do we want to be? Do we want to be listed, counted among those who are Shalem, those who are shleme hadas, who are complete, who are whole, who are Shalem? Do we just want to be average, we settle with mediocrity? We want to be the amcha, You just want to be everybody? So what are these three levels? Number one, the to those who are truly wise, who are shalim in their thinking, this is such a Jewish attitude. Basically, he says, number one, be an overachiever, not an underachiever. Be an overachiever. And you know, we live in a world where certainly Jewish parents promote overachieving. Dr. Pelkovitz likes to say, what bumper sticker is on your car? Harvard or bust? Yale or bust? Princeton or bust? University of Pennsylvania or bust? Is it you're promoting that your child, if you don't get into an Ivy League, then you're nothing, you're a failure, you're inadequate, you're inferior. Is that the message? Or is the message, when it comes to Midos, Shlemus, that we strive for Shlemus, we aspire to be whole, to be patient and kind and giving, to be focused and present, to be excellent in our davening, in our learning? Are we striving? Are we aspiring? Do we have ambition for Shleimas or do we have ambition for Ivy Leagues? I know they're not mutually exclusive, but what's the message that permeates our home? What's more important? There's a Harvard study I quoted once in Adrasha about, they polled children, what matters, they asked children, what matters more to your parents? The grades you get or your character? And overwhelmingly, children said the grades they get. And the Harvard researchers concluded their study by suggesting that when kids come home from school to dinner table, you don't ask, how'd you do on your test today? What grade did you get? But you ask, did you do something nice for someone else in school today? Again, it's not mutually exclusive. You could ask both questions. But which message does the child hear? What grade did you get? Or did you do something nice for someone else today? Because what our children think is important to us is what's going to become important to them. So do our children hear that we have an ambition and aspiration for shleimus, to get to shul on time, to concentrate in our davening, to never tolerate talking? Do we have amuna in hard times or do we get anxious and think that things are going to be disastrous and catastrophic with no faith or trust in Hashem? Do we show patience or do we react harshly? Are we kind and giving or are we selfish? And do we hold on to everything that we have? Do our children see us aspire for shleimus? They see us want to have the nicest car and the nicest house and the latest clothing. Do they see us also want to have the greatest Midos? Do they see us want to be known as the one with Amuna, the Masmid, the one who gives staka, the one who does chesed? What do they see? More important than what they see, what do we see in ourselves? So the Shleme hadas says the Ramchal, those who strive for shleimus, the Shleme hadas. The overachievers, they want to kill it in business, they want to kill it in the gym, they want to kill it and have the look the best on the beach. Those who aspire, the overachievers for the best in everything, but among the list of the best in everything, is Midos included? I want to be the most patient and the most kind and the slowest to anger and so on and so forth. Do we aspire? Is that on our list of aspiration? Is that on our list of overachieving? Does our bumper sticker say, most patient or bust? Is that what we are? Because if we identify that as the goal, if we tell our children straight A's, I want nothing less than straight A's, then anything that will prevent that, that's an obstacle to that, will be removed. No, no, you can't stay up late watching. No, no, you can't go out. No, no, you can't go attend that thing. No, you can't have those friends. No, you can't do that because straight A's. Is that what our children hear? Is that what our aspiration is? I got to kill it in business. I set these goals for this year. I got to make this amount of money and therefore that's going to inform every decision I make the whole year. The same way we're ambitious. I'm going to lose this amount of weight. So in that piece of chocolate cake or doing this thing or I got to eat before I go to the Simcha because otherwise I'll eat the wrong thing. When we have a goal, it informs everything we do to never be derailed. So says the Ramchal. If we set that goal of shleimus and midos, in midos, as much as we aspire and strive for shleimus in these other areas, then also we'll identify the things that derail us and we'll avoid them. We'll eliminate them. We'll do everything we can to navigate around them. But it all begins with what goals do we set? Do we count ourselves among the average? Do we settle for mediocrity? If you settle for mediocrity and elsewhere, if you say to your kid, C plus is good, B minus, we're a B minus family. B minus, no problem. Wherever you get into school, whatever grades you get, mediocrity, you don't have to make a lot of money, you don't have to be healthy, be a little bit overweight, mediocrity, you don't have to be known as the most giving, the most coming. mediocrity. If you settle for mediocrity everywhere else, fine. But if you're Jewish, you don't settle for mediocrity. We always strive, we're overachievers, the best and the greatest and the most successful. So on that list, one of the goals has to be the best and the most successful when it comes to Midos Tovos, when it comes to our character and who we are, not just our physical health or financial health, but our spiritual health and our emotional health as well. And Mitzvah Hashem will pick up from here next week.